I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallarotti. I am joined by Francis Ellis. Francis, how are you? I'm well. Yep, holding it, holding it together. You look good, rocking that new Oops merch, baby. How about this? Pretty spiffy, huh? Tonight, seven p.m. Yeah. Thursday night, October fifteenth, Eastern Standard Time. We're doing a little drop. We got hoodies, we got T-shirts, we got masks, and uh, you know, hopefully, you guys can pick some of this up. Yeah, we 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 get involved. You know, wear your colors, be proud. We're proud. We love you and uh, appreciate you guys. Totally. It's sleek. It's simple. Um, you know, it's good stuff. It's, so It's good for wearing either in the house or outside of the house. Totally. Buy one for your grandmother. Buy one for your children. Yeah. Everybody can wear it. Francis is rocking the the signature Turk. This is the Turk. <laughs> is this turquoise? You call this turquoise? Is it? Whatever. The Oops Blue. The Oops Blue. This Oops is the signature Oops Blue t-shirt with the logo on the left breast. Looks great. We got black hoodies. We got gray hoodies. We got pink hoodies. Yeah. Um, it's going to be sweet. So yeah. pick some, pick some stuff up. Grab some merch. Tell your friends. What's the website we're going to for that? Oopsthepodcast.com. Oopsthepodcast.com. Which I'm excited you. about too. That's pretty official. Hell yeah. Hells yeah, Dude, bro. Dude, speaking, speaking of sweatshirts and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I have joined a new gym. I've joined Crunch Fitness. This is not an ad for Crunch Fitness because I don't know if it's good yet. This is also funny because before we started recording, Francis told me he'd be, he had begun working out and he goes, it's great. I feel like myself. I was starting to feel like a little bitch. Dude, I was <laughs> such a bitch. I had become a bitch. People were talking to me differently. Like guys were giving me shit more. You know, once your shoulders come back into play, people people, people are a little more. They, they give you a little more room on the sidewalk. I love that. You know, all that kind of stuff. I love that, dude. So I, 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 I'm, this is a holding gym because I'm gonna go to a better gym once it opens, but it's not open yet. So right now, fitness? I'm gonna join Lifetime again. Sick, yeah. sick, sick. But um, right now I'm I'm at Crunch, which is fine. It's fine. Uh, but it's so surreal to be back at the gym um, because one, you know, everyone's wearing a mask during their workouts, right? And it's hard to breathe when you're yeah, when you're sure. exercising I'm through sure, a mask. You you crush it too, so I bet it must be extra hard. Well, for there you. are times when I feel like I'm suffocating. That's great. And I asked the guy, the membership coordinator, if I feel like I'm dying or having an asthma attack, what do I do? And he said, well, look, if you need to collect yourself, you can pull the mask away for a couple seconds, take your break, take your sip of water, and then just put it back on. I was like, all right, fine. So that's sort of what I do. But it, ha it happens so often. It, it almost feels like I'm working out. You know when LeBron puts on those oxygen depleting masks, yeah, yeah, and runs at less oxygen. That's how I feel. Oh, is that what he's doing? That makes you like train makes harder, your, right? It makes your lungs. It's like wearing a weight vest on your lungs. Right. It's like it's they call it not. It's like natural doping. Really? Yeah, because that's why like uh, marathon runners they train in high altitudes, right? Because it's like the same thing. It makes your blood whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But that's here's, crazy. Here's something that's really interesting about this gym. There's a woman who works out at the exact same time that I seem to every time I'm there. And she has a fake butt. Oh, wow. I've seen that a couple times at the gym, too. Dude, I don't mean to body shame 
I'm not trying to whatever for sure do whatever you want. Her butt is so fucking preposterous. <laughs> it is preposterous. <laughs> it is so out of line with the rest of her body and you know, you see fake boobs, whatever, fine. This is just it it I it almost makes me want to laugh. I know. Fake boobs at least look good. They may not feel good to touch. No yeah. offense to anybody. Like they feel they feel fine. But like a fake butt is preposterous. I Dude, agree. it is it is the biggest thing and it's so her her waist is very small and she exercises devoutly. Right. And so she's very toned and she's petite and then she's got this bulbous it looks like her ass is eight months pregnant. <laughs> like it has like the baby has dropped and now, you know, she's yeah. tired of being pregnant and she just wants it to go. Dude, it's so they they've haven't yet found the solution to make the butt look good because it kind of looks like a Russell Stover's heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the top the top of the ass is there and then it just like disappears at the bottom. It's it so weird. It's so ridiculous. It's this ridiculous. Thing. And, and I know it's fake because whenever she sits down on a bench to do her, you know, fucking tricep extensions, it squeaks a little bit. <laughs> What? Like she's sitting on a lifesaver or like a life life preserver. There's just a little tiny squeak. That is so crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, man. But that's that's a, that's when it goes too far. Like I have friends um, who are in really really good shape, who are like push who are doing more stuff now. They're like fasting and they're like mm -hmm. doing all this crazy shit and they look great. Um, and I think that you have to hit a place where like you realize you are where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And then you have to maintain. Right. Right. And I imagine you've been in that place before. Have you been in that place where you're like, my body's where I want it. Now I just need to maintain my body. Or are you always like, there's something wrong. I can do better. I can. I, I, I don't know. I, I flirt with the idea of like, sometimes, sometimes I think it'd be fun to get cast in a Marvel movie. And okay. So you just try to get huge. To sometimes. be assigned a, a, a personal trainer and just see what was possible. Right. 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 You totally. know, with that level of discipline, with a studio behind me paying for my. 14 meals a day and and my you know i'm sure they all take steroids and stuff it'd be fun to see what i could look like on steroids totally totally so um a couple things first of all i a friend of mine um what's this guy's name is his name alexander skarsgård yeah yeah okay so he was staying at her house because her sister's friends with alexa chung or something they're married you right mentioned this to me maybe so but he he would have to like bring his own food and he, if they went out like he wouldn't go so he'd eat his last meal at like five o'clock and he would like show up with a bunch of food and shit to their house that just seems like such a crazy fucking way to live yeah. i get it if you're doing it for a movie but if you're doing that for your life like yeah. that's fucking whack well so that's exactly right you know i would be willing to do anything you talk about the the body transformations that christian bale has undertaken in his career it's crazy bro the swings from when he did the machinist uh, to, you know, putting on weight for Batman and then losing the weight again to play a POW and rescue Dawn and all these, it, it's such a crazy seesaw of, of losing a hundred pounds, gaining hundred pounds. And I heard that he, for, to lose all the weight, his diet was that he would eat a can of tuna fish and an apple and smoke one cigarette. And that was, the, that right? was his day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I could never do that. Well, you could do it if you were being paid $15 million. Yeah. To film that movie. Money is a great motivator. I could lose, you know, if, if someone was like standing over me to ensure that I didn't reach for that package of almonds, 
reminding me that if as long as I didn't touch it, I'd be paid enough money to be to be set for life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I could so fucking much do it. Do totally. Um, Can I ask you a couple workout questions? Yes. All right. So first of all, do you plan your workout before you go to the gym? I usually go in with a sense that the most recent time I went in, uh, I did a certain part of my body certain muscle group and i will do something other than that right and you're comfortable enough around the gym where you're like you can kind of do it on the fly you'll do i'll do three sets of this i'll do three sets of that or whatever i think i mean for me um i have a general sense of of what kind of working out i can do that doesn't hurt me right that's like my number one consideration is what what can i do today that where i will get home and i won't be in i won't have to manage pain right Um, and so I kind of have started really avoiding squats, Yeah. uh, which is, I used to squat a lot, but it just, you know, in order to not have your spine hurt, you have to have such strict form and without someone watching over me, I don't trust that I'm not going to be in pain doing that. Um, but that isn't to say that I've written off squatting entirely. Like now what I'll do is I'll just squat, but I'll hold a kettlebell between my arms and right. I'll do like air squats with like right. a 53 pound kettlebell in my hands and perfectly effective that gets my legs that just smokes my legs I do sets of 20 totally totally um but the other thing is I like to do I think they're called circuits yeah so I do you know three exercises in succession so I'll do those squats and then I'll do my pull-ups and then I'll do like rows you know 12 reps or 15 reps each three sets or four sets and then i'll move on to another set of three exercises for 15 reps you know three or four sets and that's kind of my workout yeah yeah and then in between gym days i'll hop on the peloton or or go for a run and get my cardio look i know it sounds like a lot to some people but for me it's it's pretty manageable. It's just like 45 minutes to an hour of my day. Right. And it makes you feel much better about yourself. I do like yourself. four four times a week and uh I just that's that's the way I sleep at night. Great, man. I love it. So yeah, I mean, dude, I talking about like sort of goals and this and that and getting carried away, like I have been at a point where I I got carried away with being skinny. Like I started to look weird. Like my nose looked all big. Like mm. you can tell when someone's getting too skinny when their facial features are all fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy that I've been there and that I know that. I like to think that like if I were to start getting carried away again, I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, it gives me a better sense of like what my goals are or whatever. And I wonder if you feel the same way having not been able to lift weights for seven months. Do you feel like that has given you clarity about working out and like what you need to do to be where you want to be and all that kind of stuff. Um, or not really. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what happened was I watched as my body just changed a lot and it became more of like a, an, a, you know, a, a cardio person's body. Right. And it, right. I, I shrank. Um, do you lose weight? Yeah. Like 20 pounds. I went from about 207 to 200, 208, 207 to 200, which doesn't, may not sound like a ton, but even at 207, I mean, not, seven pounds not to, of muscle is a lot of muscle. Not to sound like, a, uh, not to suck my own dick. I, I always am around like six, six to 7% body fat. Mm-hmm. And when you're at six to 7% body fat and you lose seven pounds, 
it's not good weight that you're necessarily losing. We're totally. Like totally. I didn't have any weight to lose and I lost weight. Right. And I just, I just, it just weight, it was muscle, good muscle, lean muscle that melted off me because I wasn't able to do workouts anymore. How um, do you know your body fat percentage? I'll get, uh, you know, every time you join a new gym, they, they always try to you, like right. stick you with these personal trainers. And then as part of that preliminary evaluation they, they do the body scan thing. they do your body scan thing mm -hmm. and uh that's just always how i found out but nice yeah fucking cool dude. i don't know man I'm, I'm just happy you know i'm happy to like i like to to lift weights a little bit yeah not a ton in there. but enough little dude i was thinking about this the other day i realized that grandparents like every time someone talks about their grandparents to me they call them some crazy fucking thing that they it sounds like they made it up Poppy, Papo, like Noni, like mm -hmm. fucking one of my friends calls grandpa and then grandfather. He calls him grandfather. That's grandmother, bizarre. grandfather. So I was thinking, what do you want to be called? Great question. As a grandfather? Yes. If you make it to that. That's a great question. Because my parents have actually been talking to me about this because my sister is like eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. So they're, so they're, they're having these conversations. Well, first of all, I don't know that it's always up to the grandparent, right? I but think what happens. You're the one getting called that. Yes, but here's what happens, right? <laughs> that little kid, by the time they're three or four, starts making sounds, right? And referring to the, you know, maybe, maybe I, I think that my grandparents, what happened was, we we couldn't say their actual names because we were kids, so right. so whatever version we tried to say, whatever came out then that got twisted and molded a little bit. And then eventually we landed on something that sounded endearing. So for example, like grandpa Harold becomes that Gapaha. So you're just calling him Gapaha. Is that a name that you have in your family? <laughs> no, Harold is not a name that I have in my family. Gapaha though. Oh, Gapaha. No, that's grandpa Harold said by a young child. Gapaha. Sure. That Gapaha. sounds like some sort of gr <laughs> Greek dish to me. I know, I know. No one has the name Gapaha. Right? Yeah, but, but, but you, you're on to it. And, yeah, and right, that right. is, you know, we had, uh, we had a, a, my, my mom's mom, her name was her, her real name was Hazel. Mm, that's nice and, name. uh, my sister couldn't say that. So she started calling her Daisy somehow. Grandma Daisy. Yeah. And we just called her Daisy. That's nice. That's nice. See, I, I would like that. I think it would be funny to just have a new first name instead of like, no, no, or whatever. Just to call me Jen. John. <laughs> What's up, Jen? <laughs> but but dude, here's what I wouldn't want. Jen. There are so many poppies. I know. There's a lot of poppy. There's so many poppies. There's so many so many grampies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gram my grandfather's name was Gramps. We called him Gramps. Gram dude, Gramps is really funny. Which is funny That's because like a derogatory what, name you call an old person. It's what skateboarders say. Get out of the way, Gramps. Exactly. When exactly. they're on the sidewalk and they're trying to grind a rail or something. Gramps. Dude, when you you were talking about Gramps the other day and I thought that you were just kind of like jokingly saying that and realized you actually called him Gramps. That's his nick. That was the whole family. All the cousins, everybody called him Gramps. That's crazy. And then my, my mom's dad was Grampu. Grampoo, which is like shampoo. Grampo. But Grampoo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it's weird. It's fucking crazy. It is weird. It's weird. Um, Do grandparents being blown away by their grandchildren is a thing I'm starting to understand more. I don't know if this is like me being old or like getting older or whatever, but it's like your kids are already crazy. Like when you have a kid and he's just like walking around looking like you and shit, like 
anytime he does anything, it's like the craziest thing in the world. Mm. Like if he falls down, you're like, that's fucking insane. That kid just fell down. But it's even crazier when your kids have kids. And now that kid looks like you too. Like right. that kid has your ass. Like, he has my ass. <laughs> Bro, they always told me I had my grandfather's ass. That like, I was like, what the fuck who, is it? Who told you that? Everyone was like, you have Nono Gino's ass. Everyone used to say that, dude. It's a strange thing to, like to see the similarities of. To like focus in on private parts. I know. Imagine if you told some granddaughter, oh, you have uh, Grammy's rack. <laughs> you're the same tits as your grandmother. Yeah, you're the same tits like, as what? grandma. Yeah, I can see your areolas poking through. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking weird. We got a nice little package today, didn't we? Sure did. Dude. Little I'm... Christmas came early situation from our pals over at Bird Dogs. Dude, seriously. Like earlier, the, earlier in the year, I denounced jeans. Did you? Yeah, I don't know if you knew this about me. No. But I want, I'm serious. I told my girlfriend. I don't know if I've ever seen you wearing jeans, though. I, I know. I told my girlfriend I'm never wearing jeans again. And I, t- <laughs> I told that to my dad, and he's like, you sound like a fucking old man, dude. He's like, you just gave up. But my girlfriend heard me say that, and she bought me a pair of athleisure pants for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Bird dogs. She bought you bird dogs. She bought me bird dogs. Oh, good. And I've been wearing them, and I'm really excited that I just got a new pair in because this is the future of my fashion. Yeah, when you have only one pair, you kind of feel like an asshole because that's the only pair of pants that you end up wearing. Correct. So to get a couple more pairs really helps you kind of round out the wardrobe. Dude, it's hilarious. Like, I literally texted her. I was like, I'm going to go to sleep in these <laughs> because you literally can. I'm not even joking. You, If there were a situation where, like, sweating didn't make shit gross, you could literally run a marathon come home, sit at dinner, and then go to bed all in the same pants. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, they are really good pants for exercising in, if that's what you need to do, or sleeping, if if you really feel the need to sleep in pants. I don't feel that way, but <laughs> I, I Julio clearly wants to just do as little as he can, and, and bird dogs are the best pants for that. So, <laughs> they... But the best way to do that, while looking like you do care, even though you do not care yeah. to ever change once. Yeah. And I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, we really like them. Uh, go to go to birddogs.com and use promo code OOPS and you'll get a free pair of nunchucks with your first order. Um, definitely do it now because you don't want to live much longer without having a pair of pants that clearly you can just totally give up in. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> While also having a weapon in case anybody questions your decision making. Hell life. yeah. Birddogs.com promo code OOPS. Check it out. So, all right. Here's my question. Why? Why? I don't. How do I phrase this? I've I've started to think about whether or not I want kids, and what sort of people firmly decide they don't, versus what sort of people firmly decide that they do. Dude, I think about this all the time. I'm happy you brought it up. Let's, and let's get in. Let's get in here. My question is okay. You know, I I would say I fall under the camp of I I always assumed that I would have kids, um, but I never really thought about the fact that it's sort of my choice. It is. I never thought about it being a choice. I thought it was sort of a a a, a, a coming of age. You get to a certain age and then you have kids. Right. Right. Just and it's a question do. of like when, not if. Totally. So. Where do you fall on that? Have you ever opened up your mind to the idea that you you don't have to? Yeah. And what sort of how what what forms that thinking for you? 
So, so dude, even like my friends who have resources and have money for nannies and, and they have, and they have time, they still have that kid like a, like a, like a shackle on their right ankle. Like they can't do as what they, they're not nimble the way that I want to be nimble. So I'm kind of like, maybe I'll grow out of that. I think it's really important to have kids. Like, I think I like the idea of like continuing my legacy and like my family's legacy. And like, I think that's all important to a degree. And I started to think more and more about that, but I'm also like, fuck, like when I finally have money and like whatever, and I can actually do stuff now, I'm just going to spend all that money on this kid and not be able to go anywhere and do anything. Like I want to travel. I want to like see the world. I want to do everything. You know, I want to be like Jimmy Stewart. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think about that, but then I'm also like, you know, it really is going to suck being old as fuck and like having no one. So Chris Rock like gave an interview recently and I think he said something about how like at the end of the day, like your friends aren't going to be there for you. Like when you're you're at your bed and when you're like dying or whatever. And like the idea of like being all alone and shit, like it does scare me a little bit. And I know that's like selfish, but I think that is definitely a huge appeal to having kids. Mm. But then I also get scared that I'm going to be that because like, dude, grandparents have seen everything Mm -hmm. and no one listens to them or wants to talk to them, which is fucked up. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Partially, I'm like, I want to teach these people this wisdom, but I also don't want to be the like, the year was 1947 <laughs> and the, the, you know, you know, whatever the fucking stupid story it, like grandparents would tell you will be, you know what I mean? Right, right. So oh. long winded, but that, that's, those are my thoughts. Well, we talked, we've talked about the, the sort of the mortality of our parents before, but we yes. haven't really talked too much about grandparents and I had to pick up my grandfather from the hospital. And then my dad came in to the city to take care of him for a few days. My grandfather's 91 years old. His parts are breaking down. Yeah. And I, maybe I said this before, but people are not supposed to live that long. Right. The only reason that we are is because we've developed medicines to basically expand our lifetime in a way that, you know about lack of a better word, God did not mean for us to do. Right. It is an artificial extension in the same way that baseball players in the 1990s were not meant to hit 500 foot home runs. Right. And they did because they were juiced full of steroids. Right. So with these medical innovations, we've watched as, you know, the actuary tables have gone from life expectancies in the 60s, 50s, whatever, you know, now they're, it's like 82. I don't know what it is exactly. And different country to country. It is. Um, but we, you know, we've got these like blood thinning agents and, and cholesterol medicines and all kinds of stuff. And then we're doing liver transplants. And I can't help but wonder at what point is it unethical or inhumane to keep someone alive? Right. right? Because my dad was talking to me about this after he spent the whole day with his father and his father's wife, who they, those two have been married for like 30 years. So mm-hmm. my step-grandmother has been my step-grandmother and effectively my grandmother for my entire life. Right. Um, but she is 85 going on like 50. Oh, wow. She is the most spry, energetic, with it person. And she'll live to 110. She right. really will. She's just one of those people. That's great. And she refuses to acknowledge the reality that my grandfather is ailing right and 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 very much love baby seems like he's well she's but she's in denial about it of course but wouldn't you be 
Think about if your wife was like deteriorating. You would try to keep maybe her alive. maybe I would. Maybe I would. But <laughs> maybe dude, I he, he's he's <laughs> making right. moves as if to say like I'm ready to go. Right. And at a point, if that person is making that decision, you know, are, who are you to to tell them that they need to stay around? Totally. And my dad, you know, went over there and he had to bear hug, lift him out of bed to bring him to the bathroom to empty his bag and then take him into the shower yeah. and wash him. And yeah. at, a per- at a point, I mean, this is a man who, you know, went to Yale. He was in the CIA. He's lived an incredibly full life a very dignified life and now he has been uh he he's lost his dignity those mm-hmm. are undignified acts for him right. he doesn't want to be washed by his son right he doesn't want to be placed on the toilet by his son totally and my dad said to me under no circumstances will i allow you to do this for me he said if it comes to this i'm going to walk into the ocean <laughs> So he said, my parents have said similar things to me. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to be a vegetable. I don't want to be taken care of on that level. I've already lived a full enough life. If I am becoming a burden or a, a you know, a, a source of kind of discomfort for my children, I will recognize it and I will take it into my own fucking hands. Right. And I admire that. Yeah. And there's definitely a part of me that wonders, will I fight him on that? Of course. Because I won't want my dad to go. Of course. And it also, a lot of variables, you know, if his brain is still intact and he's communicating well and teaching, like, yeah, you know, we're going to want that to to stay around. But if the body breaks down and the mind breaks down, you're kind of, I personally think you're being an asshole if you kind of just keep saying to doctors, do everything you can to Mm -hmm. resuscitate them, to Mm -hmm. keep them alive, et cetera. Yeah, dude, I feel you. I mean, I think that there's like, this is definitely a discussion that ha- that has been had, you know, for a long time. I'm sure there's a good movie about that's sort of about this called A Separation. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-mm. It won Best Foreign Film, I think, in 2015. That mm. might be wrong in the year, but it's about a guy who's like taking care of his father, and then like a woman comes to help. Blah 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 blah. But dude, I know it's a it is a crazy thing, and I think that at the end of the day, it is the offspring of the you know decaying grand like grandparent parent whatever that wants to keep them alive usually really like i don't know like like maybe the person who the the decaying person isn't fit enough to even like have that conversation about right. that point or if they are or aren't like i find that the prevail a lot of the time the prevailing thought is like if i get to here fucking shoot me like yeah. my parents will say shit like that to me and i don't, i would never do that no like, i will try to keep my parents alive if you know what I mean, for against all signs, maybe not, maybe not if they're like full, fully in a vegetative. Your state dad or, is peeing his pants at the dinner table every single time you guys sit down. But that's it. Fine, that sucks, and that sucks for him. But that doesn't mean I should take him in the woods and fucking shoot. No, him. I, 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 I agree, <laughs> but, dude. But it sucks for everyone. But he goes to the hospital one day with you know low key pneumonia, and mm-hmm. the doctors are like, you know. He's, or 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 he he's got pneumonia and he's sick and he's like I don't want to go to the hospital, let me fucking go. I think I think that if he says that with 
conviction, there's a po- there's a point where you have to respect that request. If so, what would you fight him on? I I would be like, no, we're taking you to the hospital. Come on, come on. If he was just like just like calm and like no, this is it or some shit like that, I'm sure I'd have to reassess. But in my head, this is the thing that freaks me out. Of course, because I'm like, I don't want to have to be in this situation where I'm making this decision. Right, but I also don't want my enduring memory of my father to be the last two months of his life where he was sort of you know coming undone totally and and have it be because that is where my dad is kind of at which is that i wouldn't go so far as to say that he's starting to resent his father but the these final memories are are so powerful and and difficult that it is overclouding the life of accomplishment and the the memories and the adventures that they had together in, in younger years. Right. And I have such a fond feeling about my father in, you know, from from his from when I was a child through now. Right. And I'm excited and hope that he will meet my children and be a, a wonderful force in their life. Mm-hmm. But once he becomes, you know, if he becomes a true invalid, a right. who cannot survive without the help of, you know, a team of, of people or right. whatever. I I don't know that I, right. Like it's no law. It's that's not your dad anymore. Exactly. I know. That's it. And I think part of that is th- there's something about that in my mind that seems designed for that. In like in a situation where you know a, a parent kind of like deteriorates and then eventually passes away, it feels like that process sort of makes that easier. Like the the the, it, the process where they like are no longer themselves, both for them and for you, even though it can be painful in its own right. Like it sometimes feels like it could be easier to say goodbye to someone who literally isn't your parent anymore. Yeah. And yeah. it's also easier for your parent if they've lost it a little bit in the head. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe that is easier for them too. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I really don't know. But obviously it's a uh, crazy thing to think about and talk about. And it becomes a realer and realer thought as I get older, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Do you but, have any grandparents left alive? No, but oh, they all, they had a good runs. I mean, like my, well, actually that's not true. My grandfather on my mom's side passed away when she was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had been gone for many years. Um, but my, both my grandmothers made it very far and my father's father, I think lived to be 98. Holy cow. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. When will you, what is the age that you think of when you think, if I get to this age, I will have lived a complete life and then anything on the other side of that is gravy? So and I don't, if I die at that, you know, I'm ready right, to go after that. Right, right. What's your age for that? I don't know. And I say I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to explain. I don't know, but 
like I, I could see myself being that like 85 year old guy who brags about how I have the heart of a 60 year old or something. If I do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can see myself being the guy who like wants to milk it mm-hmm. until he can't anymore until I like fall down the stairs and break my hip. And then I'm like, fuck, like this is yeah. the beginning of the end or whatever. Um, I would like to stay, I would love to stay nimble and agile and able to experience new things with people that I love for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, certainly there comes a time and an age where you're just like, eh, you know, maybe you're over the hill. So I'd yeah. like to make that age later rather than younger. But like, if I make it to 90, I'd be fucking overjoyed. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, mine, mine was 80. My age is 80. Right. Where if I get to that age and then the day after my 80th birthday, I get a cold, I'll be like, that's it. That's it. I th- it's so easy to say. It's easy to say now, of course. Who knows? I, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe my daughter will be, you know, on the on the eve of having her first child, and I'll, well, that that would be, that'd be an old daughter, I, I, or she'd be old to have a child at that age. But I, I don't know. Maybe there's some event that I'd be waiting to hold on for. Right, right, right. No, I feel you on that. Um, um but dude, it fucks me up when like. Because I've seen older people who are like totally cool about the the prospect of passing away. Like I'd go to Italy to visit my grandparents. And then when I leave, like when we went through security, my grandfather would always be like, if I don't see you again, he goes, I see you on that side. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I, there's, nice. something, there's something reassuring about like an older, an elderly person who's like not that afraid of death. Yeah. But there's something that really fucks me up about an elderly person who is afraid of death. That fucks me up. I don't know anyone like that. I I have seen that before, and mm-hmm. it like freaks me out. I have to say that right now at thirty one, I don't really fear death that much. Really, if I I, I have gotten to an age at thirty one where I feel like I've lived a pretty complete life. Right now, there are some major areas to discover. Namely, the joy of watching a child be born and, and raising a kid. And, you know, I think there's a lot left in my career that I, I, I want to see how far I can get. But everything up to this point has been, I, I don't have a whole lot of regrets. I mean, I, I feel as if I've squeezed the life out of almost everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. I have not sat idly by and watched my life move forward right i have not been some inactive participant in the world around me totally and i'm very grateful for that and it also gives me peace that you know if some outside force if i were walking along the street someday and some construction site 70 stories above me (laughs) dropped a fucking bucket of cement and it landed on me you know what can you do? Like, no, yeah. uh, you can't prepare for that. And that would be it. Totally. And that's dude. Yeah. And there would be enough material for my eulogist <laughs> to fucking say the meaningful eulogist. things. He wouldn't be <laughs> grasping at straws. And right. that, that is a source of, of happiness for me. That's great, man. That's great. I think so. I feel the same way to a degree. And like, I'm, maybe our listeners feel this way too, but my girlfriend will always be like, you know, what the fuck? Like how many lives have you lived? Like I'll tell her some story about how yeah. it used to be or something. And like, I don't, whatever. I've def- certainly done a lot of shit, but I don't feel that way that you do. I feel, I feel like I still have so much more to do. And like the prospect of like dying today, I don't like, I'm not fine with that. Okay. So what is left for you to do? See the world, 
experience new shit, like have fun. How we've talked about this before, but how actively are you pursuing those things? Very actively. Right. Yeah. Everyone always asks me when they when they meet they they know about our podcast, they always say like, you know, where the where is Julio? <laughs> They're like, is he back? Is you know, right, right, right. Because everyone's like, they see pictures of you in fucking Utah or Alaska right, 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 or right, North right. Dakota. Right. So, dude, yeah, like, there's an example of how I'm doing it actively. I mean, as far as like travel goals are concerned, I mean, that's not that's certainly not like my primary goal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I feel like you have to do things in moderation to a degree. But like, I'd like to, you know, I've I've tried to travel as much as I could during quarantine. Before that, I was trying to go to like six or seven different countries a year. That's really a, a heavy plate of, of i know traveling. but but it wasn't it's not as heavy as you would think like you know you do two big trips a year and you can bang that out right you know so i don't know whatever so i'm definitely pursuing that i love my friends i love you know doing shit i don't know man i just like i enjoy living my life and yeah you know i feel, I feel like i have a lot of hobbies same with career like it's so fun like the one good thing about what we do is like there's so many question marks, which is terrible, but also really fun when it works out. Like you don't know what opportunities are going to come up for you in the next year. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as a traditional trajectory. Because of that, there's a lot more kind of like fear about like, oh my God, what if I have absolutely nothing going on that yeah. like hangs over my head at least. And I know some other people in our industry as well. I don't know if it's the same for you, but like sometimes I'm like, fuck, like I need to keep this going, whatever. I don't know. Um, and I certainly am looking forward to that too. I don't know. And also, like you said, family is a thing that's potentially exciting as well. Like having kids, doing shit with them. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I, there's so much talk about having a kid changing your perspective on things. Mm. I would be curious to see. What if I'm the one guy who has a kid and I was like, that nah, was all bullshit. <laughs> this didn't change shit. It was. <laughs> What's all the fuss? They're all lying to you. <laughs> yeah, they piece like, of what shit. If I, what if it didn't move me at all? <laughs> yeah, I give them the shot off my back. They don't fucking care. Yeah. They don't even visit. No, but I'm not even saying like angry. <laughs> no, or just no. being like, oh, like that wasn't that great. It was. It was net zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just being totally indifferent. So I think that by having kids, it takes some of that pressure off of your mortality a little bit, and I think that that maybe is almost another one of nature's little gifts Ooh, but i don't necessarily know because i think that if i had kids then i would feel very uh obligated to be around for them totally and i think that you know the way it's set up if you were to have kids at a conventional age you theoretically could be during their sort of like formative years and then into early adulthood into this and this and that and like suddenly your concern becomes about their well-being which in theory should continue far beyond when you're gone yep Okay, that makes sense. I get that. There, right now, if you're talking about the barrier of entry for death, which on a, on a surface level is how many people in your life would be traumatized if you were to pass away? I think about that. You know, how many people in your life would would they like would would they be really fucked up for a long time? Right. Because right? that that's that's the toll of it. Totally. Um, this idea that there's this like, this this emptiness in part of their life because I'm gone. Right. <laughs> I think that, uh, with right now, you know, before kids, this is the period where, as sad as this sounds, I have kind of like the least, the least amount of barrier for entry. 
barrier for entry for what? Like people would get over it the easiest. Oh, if you <laughs> if I die I don't tomorrow, think, I don't think that that's true. And I th- actually, I'm not. I wouldn't say this to everyone. There's some people where I'd be lying if I said that, <laughs> which is fucked up. But dude, I actually think you're no, like you're a committed friend. You're a died. committed friend. You you mm. you spend a lot of time maintaining your relationships with friends, especially friends who are like out of the business, where like you have nothing to like tangibly gain from it besides companionship and friendship. And I, you're really okay. You know, I, but you know, let's think about it, right? Yes, <laughs> my girlfriend would be it'd be a bummer. Yeah, it'd be a huge bummer to her. My parents, big bummer. Yeah, sister, huge bummer. We'd be bummed too. You guys would start a new podcast. You'd be fine. I'm not saying like you're callous and unfeeling. I'm saying, you, you know, you guys are resilient young people. Right. Yeah. And that goes for most of the people who know me. There wouldn't, <laughs> on my birthday every year, there wouldn't be some gather vigil, vigil at my doorstep of people who just, you know, were, had, you'd watched as their lives declined because they <laughs> couldn't come to terms with it. Right, 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 right. And I think that, when you have young kids or, you know, until your kids get to like 30 or whatever, that, that is, it's traumatic. It's, mm-hmm. it's earth shattering if a parent dies. Right. Um, and so that's why I say, and, and then when you're a kid, if you die, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. Kids dying is the worst. Yeah. Um, so right now before kids, but surrounded mostly by people who are resilient and old enough to be able to handle it, I think that if I died tomorrow, it would have the least ripple effect of, of this, of up to this point right. in my life. That's probably, that's fair. That's fair. Cause you've, you've grown up to an age now where it is unfortunately less tragic if you die today than if you died 15 years yeah, ago. People would be, people would be right. able to say like, Oh, right. you lived a full fucking that's life. That's true. That's true. And then, and then, at, once I have kids, it sort of restarts where the stakes are very high enough to be. I have to walk carefully around subways and stuff until maybe I'm seventy years old, mm-hmm. and hopefully I've I've set aside some money for my kids, and you know, yeah. So there's gonna be there's going to be another thirty five year period soon mm-hmm. where I can't die. Right, right. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. So That's I, fucking if crazy. I'm if I'm gonna die in the next forty years, I should do it now. <laughs> I should do it now. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm just look. I can. I am able to philosophize. Chris is sweating these over here. It's an abstraction. It's like you know. I, I'm totally, able totally. to step out of my own life and consider these things. But uh, and I don't mean to get super dark. But I do think I do think that this is a fascinating definitely when you think about where are the consequences worst for passing away. And by the way. That's why, like, people, it, it's an extension of why people say, like, if I'm going to experiment with drugs, I should do it now. Or if even if I'm going to travel, I should right. do it now. You know, th- th- this is just a, a bleaker way, a more morbid way to, to answer that same question. Totally. Totally. Because uh, soon I will have people who rely on me. Yes. In a way that I cannot, I cannot take that lightly. Definitely. It's crazy, yeah. man. So listen, you know. You got a little window here if you want to call it quits, dude. Man. Chris is do you have, do you have a will? Do you have a will? No. Do you? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. You already have one? Yeah, and uh, not to get really weird, you know, like I in dealing with with some of the the money that my parents have coming my way, if mm-hmm. they are to pass, I had to set up a system 
wear almost like a male forwarding <laughs> dress. Right. Where like if I were to pass, who would that money right, then go right, to? Right. It, let's say that they died and then I died. You know, it's all it's all going to my sister. Right. Um, but did, wouldn't that happen automatically? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because because you you know you could once I get married, I'll have to like I'll rework it. Gotcha. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily next of kin. Right. And all of that. There's some like yeah, I, someone was telling me about this the other day, but that is crazy, man. I don't know. Like, do you think about your funeral? Ever all the time. I know that this is a thing that everybody does to the point where it's almost like a cliche thing. To I bring do up. all. I think about it all the but time. But like, what what does your funeral look like to you? Um. Like, do, do you well before you answer that? Do you think that you will have like explained to people how you want it to be? No, I'm not going to tell people how I want my funeral to be. I think that's the height of narcissism. <laughs> that is that takes wedding planning and and it it, it makes it look like you're te- it's a 10x multiplier on how fucking ridiculous wedding super self-serving weddings are planning your own fucking funeral makes it makes like destination weddings in the middle of covid look like a decent gesture (laughs) to your friends a a fair ask that's funny i but i i do think about it you know i don't want some really sort of like i think moribund is the right word i don't want some super tragic heavy organ music people filing into pews certainly don't want any sort of open casket right thing my girlfriend whose father passed away they had a celebration of life and i much prefer that that's very nice that's very nice yeah you think about uh being cremated or buried yeah i don't know that i want to be cremated dude are you fearful of the burning of the soul like maybe i don't know i try not to like think about the specifics of that kind of shit yet <laughs> I think I think what about you? I think I'd like to be cremated. Really? Yeah. I just think that I like that image of of someone scattering my ashes into the ocean or something mm. some body of water that I was fond of. Yeah. And I've then, I've done it. I've sprinkled an, uh, the ashes of a loved one where they wanted dude, to. I'm sorry to laugh. The <laughs> scene in the Big Lebowski where they go, they go to spread his ashes and it all blows know, back know, in his I face. Know, I know. It's so Dude, that happened to Benny D, one of our friends, Ben DeMarco, he was in Paris and he it was had begun snowing and he stuck his tongue out and it turned out that like there was it wasn't snowing. Someone had poured ashes off of the Eiffel Tower. Are you fucking kidding? Isn't me? that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? There yeah. should be some sort of prohibition on. I know. Doing scattering that. ashes off of the Eiffel Tower. I know. It's, a tr- it's true. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. So, you've you've done it. You've spread someone's I've ashes. Someone's ashes, in a place that they wanted to. Was there a gathering? No, I just did it myself. It was it was it was did an people Arizona. People know. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't her. Okay, so her ashes have been sort of bro like Certain rationed. Had, uh, I had a small yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with my share, mm-hmm. and I didn't use all of them. I used a percentage and kept the rest though. Oh, you kept some. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this is crazy. It's kind had of weird. she told you that was what she wanted yes did she have specific directions for everyone who received a, a, a share no she'd kind of just like said it to us like did but other i planned people, it out did other people who had it also do what you did i think that they want to also do it eventually but i believe i'm the only okay person who has. so it's almost as if everyone has the right to make this trip and and and, and honor her that way which is yeah kind of nice yeah it's a nice thing mm. um 
but dude, this is funny. Like the, I was thinking about this, uh, the word P S A L M. Psalm. Psalm. Yes. And I assumed that that was how it was pronounced, but I was walking around for 20 years saying facade instead of facade. Like, I don't like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'm serious. Like some occasionally, occasionally a word will just slip by. Yeah. So yep. facade, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I checked with Psalm to make sure. So I, I typed in Psalm prawn and don't do that because prawn in the Google search, it will come up as Psalm porn. And it was just like none gets banged in the back of a church. Wait, I was like, Jesus. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Why did you type in Psalm prawn? To make sure that it was pronounced that way. Pronunciation. Oh, prawn. Oh, pr pronunciation. Is, you didn't just finish the Google search? That's a fucking long word, dude. I was just quickly like Psalm prawn. It says Psalm pronunciation. I don't know many. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I would have just written, how do you pronounce Psalm into Google? Right. Which often, is, again, which is more words, though. I was trying to to optimize. <laughs> I was typing it on my phone. It was a pain in the ass. I might have been on the subway and like I was afraid uh, I was about to lose service going between stops. Yeah. Sompron. Fine. I like to give Google enough <laughs> where if I've mistyped something, they say, didn't you mean? Or they'll say showing search results for Same. this. Yeah. Um. It's funny you say that, though, because there was a saying that I mislearned and nobody correct me on, corrected me on for, for years, and it was pre-nup. What did you call it? Pre-nup? I thought it was pre-nut. Pre-nut? Which I thought was just... A pre oh, no. No, no, no. Excuse me. Pre-nut. Sounds like pre-cum. That's exactly what... You thought it was pre-cum. I thought pre-cum pre was pre-nut. <laughs> because I knew to nut was to come. Pre-nut. And then somebody was like, no, pre-nup is actually something, a, a binding sort of lays out the stipulations for if a divorce happens. It doesn't mean you're a leaky boy. And I was like, that is not at all what comes out of my penis. <laughs> There's no paperwork, surely. Just scrolling out like the chimney yeah. that kids get their... Invitations to Hogwarts from who gets what? That's yeah. hilarious, dude. <laughs> but it's true. Like even like when I read about like about politics or about news or whatever, like there's certain world leaders' names who I don't know how it sounds. I just know what it looks like. Yeah. So I maybe wouldn't even know. Like if I were to talk about it, I might sound ignorant because I might say their name wrong, right. even though I like know quite a bit about it or something. Right. You know? Here's something. Um, I've noticed that with. People of other races, and I, I understand this. <laughs> if you act, so there's a guy that I play golf with. His name is Bo, and he's Indian. Um, and then there's another Indian member that we're also very good friends with named Devesh. And the two of them are very, very close friends. And I was playing golf with Bo, and we were talking about Devesh, and I'm friends with Devesh as well. And I accidentally, right shortly after having that conversation about Devesh, accidentally called Bo Devesh. Or I started to, and I was like, ah, Bo. And he, of course, turned it into a thing. Oh, uh, was he actually upset? Not really. I, but, you know, he oh, we went all to, the same? like, all Indian people look the same. You'd think all Indian people look the same. Right. And I, I understand where that comes from, mm -hmm. which is... People having said that all Indian people look the same, which is fucking ridiculous, right. obviously, right. and extend it to any other race. But I've noticed that every race does that. Yes. Other than white people. 
And it makes me wonder, though, if you had a golfing situation where there was two white guys who you golfed with only, would you make that same mistake? And you might, actually. Dude, I've, I've mistaken white people's names billions of times yeah. in my life. I've accidentally called someone like so-and-so when they're like, no, 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 that's, that's him or uh, her. Dude, absolutely. And, 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 it's innocent. And like, especially with women, they'll get annoyed because they think you're being like, un, you, you didn't care enough yeah. to commit their name to memory. But they're not like, what do you think all women look the same? They don't say that. 100%. Have you ever forgotten a person's name while you were like sleeping with them and have them call you out on it? Mm, I don't know about sex. I don't know that I've forgotten someone's name by the time we got to that point. Right. But yeah, certainly like, you know, maybe we're making out or, you know, enough where I was like, oh, I don't think I can go any more, any further until I, I figure this out. Dude, so I've, it's happened to me twice and it's happened mid sex and it's also happened like the next day and they're very different experiences. Someone called, someone quizzed you yes. on their name during, during intercourse? During intercourse. And, it, and, and it's funny because... How did she fucking... What, what could you have said that would make her think, maybe he doesn't know my fucking name? I was drunk. And did you know it's funny? Like, I didn't... I forgot. And it was just because I was dr really drunk, probably. Not because I just, like, didn't... Or maybe I just fucking forgot. I don't know. But when she asked me, I said, what? To buy myself some time. And I started looking around the room for, like, things that had her name on it. <laughs> I was like a dick. But then there was nothing. And I was like, I don't know. And... We continued to have sex, but you there was a noticeable letdown where like the sex was good and then she was like all right, whatever. Whatever. Let's just let's well, just keep going. I don't I don't I mean, first of all, Listen. hat hat off to her for forging ahead because I think that for a lot of people that would sort of be like we're this is done. Right. They would, you know, shut the door at that moment. But um, but I was I I had to I like defended myself a bit. I was like, listen, I'm like I like you. Like I think this is great. I'm having a great time. Yeah, I'm hammered. Like I forgot your name. It I'm is sorry. it is a unfortunate. Um, it's just I think it's just a a different thing where where like I don't mind at all if people don't remember my name. But I don't care either. Not for nothing. You and I have very distinct names. Yeah. That people don't forget. True, but it's hard for people to get. For me, it's hard for them to get to the point where they even know how to say it at all. Okay. Which sucks, but okay. whatever. I'm not, I don't get mad at them for it. But usually, 99.999% of the time, you and I are the, the only Francis or Julio yes. that that person meets that night. Or, or ever. <laughs> yeah. But yes, definitely And that so night. we are coming from a position of, of, let's call it privileged name uniqueness. Yes. Um, <laughs> whereas I do think that for all the Laura's and Sam's and Joe's and Anna's out there, you've got to give people a longer leash. And if, if people, I understand that if people are constantly forgetting your name, it would be frustrating, but the same reason, there's a reason they're forgetting your name. It's because they've met so many of them. Right. Or it's just so many people in general too. Yeah. Right. Totally do. Um, it's not the end of the world. But to your point, forgetting the name during sex. Wait, what happened the next day when you forgot? Okay, the name? so the next day it was a, it was bad. She was like, "Wow, like, like somehow that sex being over and us being sober, it like makes it a completely different ball game." And that was like a bad situation. Okay, fine. She but was pissed. If she knew that that would be something that bothered her infinitely, 
would be to wake up next to a man having slept with him who didn't remember her name. She should have quizzed you before you guys started. I agree. That's I agree. how I feel. I agree. And it's also bad energy to be putting out in the world, like thinking that you're forgettable. Like, who cares if I forgot? I don't care if you forgot. You know what I mean? I well, don't quiz you. It's important. It's important to clarify that forgetting someone's name does not necessarily mean that you don't care about them. Absolutely. Especially when it's that... Like in our society, like sometimes you go out and you go home with someone. Yeah. That doesn't mean you didn't like it or don't like them or don't care. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to go home and do my due diligence and figure it out. Yeah. You know? And I guarantee that if you were to see that girl again, you would know her name. You're not just going to continue 100%. moving forward with this person expecting to have sex with them and not ever worry that you have to learn their name. 100%. No one. You're not that much of a fucking, you don't, you know, you're a good dude. So. I don't know. I it's that's a very funny thing <laughs> and I understand it from from both sides a little bit. Um but I would say that to anyone who gets offended that someone has forgotten your name, it, it's not necessarily that they did it intentionally and nor does it mean that you're necessarily forgettable. Names are hard to remember. Yeah. Think about when you were in fucking US history class. How easy was it for you to memorize the names of all the fucking presidents? Not easy. Not easy. That's a difficult thing to do. If you handed me note cards when we met and you were like, yo, this is my name. These are the six other people you're going to meet tonight. Uh, commit them to memory. I would have no problem forgetting your name. Or uh, I love it when people wear name tags. Yeah. At absolutely. events. That's absolutely. really quite nice. Pick it up. Hey, I'm Francis. Written on a card. Bingo. Bingo. Okay. That's Oops the Podcast. Bring us out, Julio. Please. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Oops the Podcast. We got merch. Uh, check it out on our website, oopsthepodcast.com. Dropping tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, we got hoodies, we got t-shirts, we got masks. Cop some shit, enjoy it. Yeah, load up. You Buy know, some for the friends, the family, the kids, the grandchildren, just so they can remember you. Absolutely. We're really enjoying reading all your emails and your DMs. Keep sending them. Oops, at Oops the Podcast, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. I'm not Julio. He is Francis C.C. Ellis on Instagram. Hit us up, and uh, thank you for listening.